the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show. We're together each and every day from 3 to 5. You can join the conversation, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Have you been following the the now tragic story of the submariner that was taking uh, some tourists really down to see the Titanic in uh, in real life. And uh, bad news for that story, which I think most of us expected, but that was confirmed earlier today. This is the Coast Guard statement. This morning, an ROV, a remote-operated vehicle, from the vessel Horizon Arctic discovered the tail cone of the Titan submersible approximately 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic on the seafloor. The ROV subsequently found additional debris. In consultation with experts from within the Unified Command, the debris is consistent with the catastrophic loss of the pressure chamber. Upon this determination, we immediately notified the families. On behalf of the United States Coast Guard and the entire Unified Command, I offer my deepest condolences to the families. That was the uh, Coast Guard who was making a statement about the submersible from Ocean Gate, I think is what it's called. Uh, the company that uh, puts that in the water, and you can go down and see the Titanic. And uh, it imploded, apparently, is what they're saying. And I read another story just uh, uh, right before the show started that our our Navy sonar nets, if that's what you call it, actually heard it. So they, I think they've known probably, or or they probably couldn't say for sure, but they had a pretty good idea since the beginning on Sunday uh, what likely happened. And uh, five people died in there. Do you follow this story? Has this been something that you have paid attention to? Um, It's been everywhere. So I listen to a lot of media. So sometimes, uh, you know, I'm hearing a bunch of stuff that nobody else even cares about. But I think people must care because it's on every channel. It's on every radio show and updates. And we've done it here before. And uh, it's a sad story. There's some people out there throwing a bunch of hate out and saying, well, you know, rich people deserve it, that kind of thing. And I don't understand that. Uh, you know, where's the humanity in that? Because at the end of the day, you've got families that are grieving. You don't have people who are saying, oh, oh, well, I'm, I'm rich. You know, maybe there's somebody that cold, but most people are going to grieve their family members who were lost there. And, uh, you can tell that everybody is pretty sad. And this is, uh, um, the Ocean Gate statement from the the company that sends that sub down. In a there. statement, Ocean Gate said this quote: "These men were true explorers who shared a distinct spirit of adventure and a deep passion for exploring and protecting the world's oceans. 
Our hearts are with these five souls and every member of their families during this tragic time. We grieve the loss of life and joy they brought to everyone they knew. This heartbreaking update comes after days of a massive international search operation that covered more than 10,000 square miles, an area roughly the size of Massachusetts. Now, as officials try to understand exactly what happened with the Titan, questions are swirling over just how safe the vessel was before it embarked on its tragic last journey. So there's some controversy now, too, over whether or not the uh, vessel was safe. And there's going to be people who are going to investigate that. But if you lost your loved one, you're going to ask why. And you probably want to know and deserve to know those kinds of things. But it's not going to bring them back. Uh, So we feel bad for those families and everybody involved. And I think that there are people, and I'm sure that this might be you, that when you've gone through something difficult, maybe it's a maybe it's even a death that's been expected or some hard time that uh, you saw coming, but often we don't see it coming. Um, do you think about the will of God in your life? How do you reconcile different things in your life with God's will? Are you good at that? Are you good at recognizing that God has a, a plan for things? And uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that God's plan necessarily is that. Well, it is God's plan. It's a, it's, it's a hard thing to talk about because is God want us to go into a submarine to go down and see the Titanic? Uh, at what point is being an explorer? I'm not really sure these guys are explorers. That's kind of how they're being remembered. But they are, you know, they're, they're more like tourists. But they are pushing forward the technology that is needed to go these different places on Earth, right? I, got, uh, I had a, the biggest chewing out I ever got for a sermon which happens sometimes, you know. Sometimes it happens on the radio. But the biggest chewing out I remember getting after a sermon was I made a joke whenever we went to Mars several years ago. We put the Mars rover on Mars. And I said, why go to Mars when you can just go to El Centro? Now, I thought that was pretty funny. And, uh, you know, and it got a big laugh. You know, most people thought it was funny. But I thought I'd probably hear from somebody who's from El Centro and got upset about it. I, I don't know what it was. Whenever I'd make fun of somebody's town, there would be, and it could be anywhere in America, I'd make fun of somebody's town, and there'd be somebody from that town who was visiting that day in church. I just, I, it was uncanny how often that happened. Anyway, after the service, I go out into the foyer area, and this guy accosts me, and he's livid mad, like he's really mad. And I thought, boy, you must really like El Centro. And, uh, but it wasn't about El Centro. He was mad because he worked for NASA, and he felt like I didn't understand the tremendous value to all of humanity because of what we're doing exploring in space. And he gave me a lecture, which I agree with, by the way. I, I wasn't even – because I, was, I wasn't making fun of NASA. It didn't even occur to me that it might bother somebody who worked for NASA. Um, but uh, he informed me that it does. He wanted me to make sure I understood that because of the space race, we have all kinds of technology much sooner that we're using on Earth that's saving lives, the water projects that we can do now, the, the actual hope that we have today of relieving extreme poverty around the world, uh, which is correct. He's right about that, that a lot of that technology was moved along faster because we decided to go to the moon because we did all of that. And he said, we're going to learn all kinds of things because we're trying to go to Mars. And that exploration isn't just about the technology and to go do it because it's there. It's because of all of the benefit that humanity gets from the development of the technology. And I suppose that that's true to a certain extent. So I, I'm not against 
uh, that kind of thing at all. Um, I do question the, you know, where do we spend the money though when we have all of that? It's it's a very hard question. I think it's really up to the Lord. But as I think about this, and I think about, you know, we don't know what's coming for us. We don't know that today is not going to be the big earthquake that they've been telling us about for 40 years uh, that we were supposed to have 10 years ago. Uh, we don't know when that's coming, when we don't know where we're going to be whenever it does. We, we know it's coming. I think we've got a pretty good idea that that'll happen someday. Uh, we don't know what God has in store. When you think about God's will, is it something that you trust? Have you gone through something in life where you really learned to trust the will of God? Do you have a story to share of that? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Um, we go through things in life that change our direction, but something that we, I think, discover is that often when we have adversity, that's when we grow. That adversity is not the worst thing ever to happen to you. That often it is sometimes the best, you know, or it's something that you wish didn't happen, but that you learned a lot from. And there's a reality to that in life. There is a reality of the fact that there's gonna be hard times, there are things that we can't control, there are things that are gonna happen, and how we deal with it develops us in our character. You know, in the book of Romans, God, you know, Paul writes the first 11 chapters is very theological. Like if you want a, a, a treatise on the doctrine of Christianity, if you want to understand what Christianity is about, how it relates to the culture, how the Old Testament relates to the New Testament, why we think Jesus is the Messiah, why we think that all the prophets uh, point to Jesus Christ, why we believe he rose again from the grave, why we believe all those things, Romans, right? You know, if you want it in one book, there you go. Romans, first 11 chapters, it's very theological and doctrinal, but the practical section comes after uh, chapter 12, you know, in chapter 12, and it starts out and it says, therefore... Um, in the seminary word is whenever you see the word therefore in the Bible, it's therefore a reason. Romans 12, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. How do you test God's will in your life? How are you able to know, hey, this is what God really wants me to do, or this is what God is doing in my life right now as we think about it, and, you know, as I'm thinking about it? 888-528-2557. Let's go to Billy in Covina. Billy, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor Scott, how are you? I'm good, good Billy. How are you? Again. I'm good. Hey, listen, uh, a while back, um, all these... Uh, these checks were coming out from the government, and I wasn't getting anything because I was having garnishments on a, on a small bill that I had to pay, and it's been paid off since. But are, you, are you talking about the COVID checks, the checks everybody got during the COVID? Yes. Yeah. Everybody got theirs except for me. I didn't get anything, and a long period of time went by before I even got anything. So all of my bills came up this one day. My rent was due. The car payment was due. And there was uh, one other thing that was due, and I can't remember what it was. But um, I was I was worried. I was stressing. I was you know, I was frantic. I had no. I had absolutely no income. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I'm always telling people to pray. I'm always telling people to trust God. Um, 
here's where the rubber hits the road, Billy. What are you going to do? And I, I dropped to my knees. Whoo, gives me. I dropped to my knees and I said, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. And I left it at that. And he said to me in my spirit, he says, call the manager and tell her you don't have the rent. She'll take care of it. And then call the car people and tell them what's going on. So I did just that. And the manager said, don't worry, Billy, you've been good. Uh, don't worry, there won't be any late charges either. We'll get it when you can get it. And, I'm, and you know, there's some relief. I called the car company. Don't worry, Mr. Lopez. We'll divert it to the end. And they did. And, and in September, this year, September, my car will be paid off. So, so that morning, I'm coming and I'm, and I'm going to work and I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to do? And I had this gift card for Starbucks, and I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to get a coffee. And I got to that intersection, and the spirit tells me, go to the post office, because that's where I get my mail. Uh-huh. So I go to the post office, and what's in there? You that late check, hmm. the late one. And it was the big one, the one that I needed, and it, and it paid my rent. I paid my rent off. And then uh, I took the rest of the mail. I went, I went home, right? I yeah. went to put the check in the bank. I went home, and when I looked at the rest of the mail, Scott, there was three checks in there that were refunds, had something to do with my car insurance. I was able to make all my bills. You know, it's just... uh, You you know, I think that God does that kind of thing on purpose to get you to pray, (laughs) right? Because, you know, here's something that I think people miss, is that what God wants from you in a big picture is he wants to be with you. Yes. Right, and part of that is you got to pray. If you're going to be with somebody, you got to talk to them. I'll leave this with you. There's a little pamphlet out there called "My Heart Got uh, Christ Home." My Heart Christ Home, and there's this one part in there, and he says, he says you're looking at this. It's Jesus talking to the man. He says you're looking at this wrong. He says you're looking at it as if uh, you. It's just about you wanting to spend time with me, but. I want to spend time for you, with yeah. you. I paid a price for you. I love you. You know? Well, God I'm, is so good. I'm, I hope you have a blessed day. Hey, thank, thanks day. for calling and sharing that story. Appreciate that. And, you know, I hear that kind of story all the time. You know, and you could say, you could be a skeptic and say, well, you know, things get held up and there are lots of people who didn't get those checks. I know people who didn't get those checks and there's something wrong, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's a practical explanation, but I this kind of thing that Billy was saying happens to people so often. And right at the moment that they decide to pray, right at the moment that they decide, oh, I'm going to turn to God, then the checks show up, then things work out. And I have to believe, you know, I can't prove it, but I have to believe that that is part of God, and this is what Billy believes in his life, this is part of God's will playing out, is that God wants us to remember him. See, everything we are spo- we do in our life ultimately emits from our relationship with God. Everything that we do has something to do with our relationship, with how we make decisions, what we worry about, what kinds of things that we do, you know, and the thing is this, you don't accept Christ as Savior and then walk away from him. Right, that that's not what we're supposed to do. You don't accept Christ as Savior, and then uh, you're on your own until you die. That's not how it works, right? We are here on a mission to grow in our faith and to grow in our relationship with God. It's a comforting thing to me that what God wants, yes, he wants obedience, and yes, he wants me to repent, and yes, 
Uh, he has prepared a mission for me. He's prepared good things for me to do in advance. By the way, the number is 888-528-2557. And uh, we're asking for stories about God's will. How did you learn about God's will? Or what was a, a moment that you understood God's will to be that he wants to draw you closer to him? Like Billy's story, 888-528-2557. You can call and share your story. It... Um, you know, the thing that gives me a lot of encouragement is this whole idea that God wants to be with us, that from the beginning of Genesis all the way through to the end of Revelation, what is it that God wants from me? He wants to be with me. And that's true about you. He wants to be with you. That's an amazing thing that, you know, what is God's will for my life? People ask that question all the time. What's God's will for my life? And, you know, usually what they mean is, you know, I have a decision to make. What's the, you know, what should my major be? What career should I, you know, pursue? What job should I take? Should I marry this person? Do I need to break up with this person? Do, uh, you know, what kinds of, where should I live? Should I make this investment? You know, and we treat God like a genie in a lamp. If you just rub the side of your Bible, then you know, smoke comes out and he'll just tell you what it is. You've got to rub it three times. You've got to have a good leather-bound version. No, none of that's right, right? It's that God wants to be with us. And this has a lot to do with how we understand what a Christian should look like. That, you know, when we are, when we are walking with the Lord, when we really begin with the love of God, when we don't confirm, conform to the pattern of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind— It says, then we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. That also helps us get through the tragedies. We're talking about the submarine and the tragedy of that um, and what's happening and that they're hurting families. And there are there are people who are who are on the rescue side of that, who are dealing with uh, whatever it is that they found. Right. And there is a lot of difficulty. But God calls us into situations to whatever that is, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, to see the world the way God sees it. And this is something that is so crucial for us because I think it's how we, when we recognize this, it's how we get through some of the tragedies that happen in life. It says that we offer our, our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. That's our true and proper worship. And in view of God's mercy that he's had on you, how are you living for him? How are you living with him? Do you pray? Do you pray regularly or do you wait for things to get so bad that you have to resort to God? Can I encourage you just say a prayer and it doesn't have to be eloquent. It's a conversation. God is your friend. Hebrews says you're approaching God who's sitting on the throne of grace. Uh, He already knows everything bad in your life, by the way. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to hedge. You you can't fool them, so you know, don't try to turn it into something it's not. When you think of the the hard times and they are coming in your life, you're gonna have good times too. Either way, you love the Lord. Either way, you walk with the Lord and it's part of how you worship. It's real worship. You know, we fight about worship and the type of song and the type of music and those kinds of different things. It's a shame really that worship has just come to mean music um, because the actual logical act of worship for a person is to give God your heart. That's what worship is. 
to give God your heart. That's what God wants. He doesn't want ceremony, right? Psalm 40, verse 6, it says, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but my ears you have opened. Burnt offerings and sin offerings you did not require. Then I said, Here I am. I have come. It is written about me in the scroll. I desire to do your will, my God, your laws within my heart. See, God doesn't want symbols. He doesn't want symbolic faith. He wants us. He wants you. 888-528-2557 is the number. Carol and Van Nuys, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. Um, hope you have a good day today. Um, I just wanted to share um, how God was drawing me closer to him. When I was 14 in junior high, I almost died from the mumps, and I was a co- in, a, a, in like six days in a coma from a camping run, a camping trip. Wow. Anyway, I had visits of, I, I knew angels that there were presents around me before I was taken to the hospital. And years later, 16 years later, when I had my daughters and I had three surgeries and the third one was on my knee, I was going to therapy in between two different directions with the buses, taking my daughters to two different schools. And then I heard someone say, oh, I kept having visions and dreams of this lady. I'm like, who is this? Couldn't find any pictures from our captain trips and no one knew. And then one day coming home from taking them to school and therapy, I heard someone say, it's me. Do you know me? And the third time the per- I heard, duh, it's me. I'm like, oh, that was the angel that was there that filled me with peace before I was taken into the hospital. Yeah. And from that time, even more on, I knew God was always taking care of me and looking after me and that I could trust him. Well, and he brought you through that coma and everything. You're still with us, Carol. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, Carol. Thanks for sharing your story with us today on the Pastor Scott Show. I'm going Thank to go you. I'm going to go to a break. I'll get your calls. I see your calls up on the board when we come back. The number is 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. We're talking about God's will. How do you know God's will? in your life, 888-528-2557. We'll be back as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Talking about God's will in your life, it's such a uh, huge thing. I would say of the questions I get asked as a pastor more often, it's what's God's will for my life, pastor? And uh, it's usually there's a decision that needs to be made or there is some course of direction and uh, people are looking for insight. Sometimes they're looking for something magic, right? Uh, But uh, it's not really what God's will is. What are some ways in your life you learned what God's will was for your life? You've experienced something and uh, then you realize that God has a plan. 888-528-2557. Christina in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi. I was. Um, I just wanted to say, first of all, I liked your humor earlier about therefore. Oh, thank you. That's an old one. I didn't come up with that, uh, but uh, that's an oldie but a goodie. Uh, if you see the word therefore in the scriptures, it's there for a reason. There for a reason, yeah. The second thing is, I just want to say this, this, uh, today's show and just the topic, everything's right on time. I, I've been through a lot in the past two years. You know, I had a, 
a relationship that I thought God had brought together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right before we were going to merge, you know, I got counseling and um, we'll just say leaned on my own understanding. Right. <laughs> Outside of the counseling. We tend to do that. Went on, right. And still went and continued to, you know, do my thing or whatever with the person. And um, somehow, you know, it just it came to the light that, it wasn't God's will. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of had to learn the hard way. Um, but it, it's crazy because I think obedience is, is just so important. And as a follower, someone who usually tried to listen and tune in, you know, you really kick yourself in, in the butt. You know what I mean? Um, when mm-hmm. you don't listen. And I'm just so thankful. I just wanted to say, you know, I went through like some car issues and everything like that. And there's just so many moments that I've been through, like in like recently. And I literally was talking to my mom about it and, and, and was having a whole meltdown. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. Like my car, you know, clunked out on me and everything like that. And I have a little baby, you know what I mean? From the relationship and everything. And, um, I was just stressed out and like, literally I kept seeing this, this um, notification of like this sermon um, online and it said like God will never like it said like God will never leave you or something like that and I was just like why do I keep looking down at that so I just said you know what let me stop let me pray and literally (laughs) as I prayed you know my mom called me and was like I'm gonna give you the money for this situation. And I was just like, I mean, I was in tears because she didn't know I was praying. (laughs) Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like she didn't know that I I needed that. I didn't really tell her this or that. And it was just so on time, you know? And so even though that's none of that's all related, but but it is, but it isn't. I just want to say to anybody who's listening, like you have to pray. You have to stay in obedience. God hears you. God hears when we're in, when we're in, you know, over our heads. And he always provides a way. You know what I mean? He always provides a way. And it's just, I've been so thankful because when I tell you I've been through a lot in the past few years, oh my goodness. But um, specifically more recently. But God is always just saying, I know you're going through this, but let me show you this. Let me show you that I'm here. And he always just, pours his favor out onto me, even though, you know what I mean, I've, I'm still going through the consequences of the decision-making that I <laughs> that I went through. So I just wanted to say that, you know, to encourage anybody, because this sermon, I just got off the phone with her, and I was telling her, oh, my gosh, you don't understand. She's like, just pray. And I'm like, you don't understand. I do pray. Like, mm-hmm. I prayed that day, and I, I pray all the time. And, you know, right now, I'm just in the process of still learning what God's will is exactly, you know, in this new direction, in this new journey of my life. But, yeah. Well, and you know, you know his, his will for sure is that you pray, and, yeah. and then his will is that you trust him. And that's kind of hard yeah. because that usually means he's not going to tell you all the stuff until it's revealed yeah. to you in time, but he wants you to trust him in the meantime. It's so important. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And uh, and um, keep trusting the Lord. I, You know, the thing is about relationships with people 
is that when you're in the right one, you're really glad all the other ones didn't work out. Right. For whatever the reason yeah. <laughs> is. Uh, you're going to have a lousy batting average, you know, but uh, the one that you get right is the right one, and you're super glad uh, about that right. later on. Thanks, Christina, for calling and for listening Thank to the you. Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557. You have a story where you came to understand God's will. And God's will, you know, it it's something that I feel like so often we're trying to you know, discern, you know, God, you know, which job should I take? Some people take this to an extreme, like right? you're going on vacation and you're like, well, do I take the five or do I take the 405? Uh, do when it's time for a restroom break, do I stop at Denny's or do I stop and try to find a Nordstrom somewhere because it'll be nicer? You know, and I think sometimes God just wants you to pick, right? Because in the meantime, you know, God, you know, what, does, what do we know about his will? There's two kinds of God's will. There's There's God's perceptive will. Um, and there's God's providential will. His perceptive will is what you can actually know. You know, what is God's perceptive will? You you know that you need to repent. You know that you need to love God and love others. You know that you need to, to uh, love your neighbor. You There's a whole lot of stuff in the Scripture that it's very, very clear that we know what God's will is for our life. We are to pray. We are to don't stop meeting together. Um, you know, the book of uh, Hebrews tells us, do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. All the more as you see the day, meaning judgment day is what that word is, approaching. You know, that's something for a lot of us now is that so many of us didn't go back to church after the COVID, or maybe we, you know, are just not really connected somewhere. You know, I can tell you for sure that God's will for you is to be part of a body of believers that meets regularly. And I can tell you that because of Hebrews 10.25. For sure, it's God's will that you're part of a a church. I think there are a lot of different ways that churches can function together, right? And you can be in a big church or a small church. You can be in a house church. You can be in a church that meets on the beach. You can be, you know, somewhere. There's, But God wants you to be in regular fellowship with believers, that is something for sure. And I can tell you that because that's in the Bible. See, that's God's perceptive will. You can perceive it. You can understand it. And, you know, what's God's will for my life? There's plenty in this Bible that tells you exactly what his will is. His providential will, that's usually what we're asking for, right? That's usually what we want to know. And his answer to that so often is, I'm not going to tell you. You know, his answer to that is, um, you know, so often... Uh, I'm not going to tell you, but I want you to trust me. You know, if, if God just told us everything that's going to happen, then we would have no reason for faith. We just tip our hat to God, you know, whenever, uh, when he'd tell us what's going to happen, and we wouldn't have to pay attention to him in the meantime. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, God's will in your life, when did you learn that? How, what have you learned about God's will? 888-528-2557. Oh, I went to a call, but it's not quite ready for me yet. I was about to go there. Uh, So do you catch the difference there between the perceptive and the uh, providential will of life? The providential will of God is where God's going to step in, or God's going to guide you in a certain direction, or God is going to use the situation that you are in in life to do something that you didn't expect. You know, and, you know, sometimes God's will is, is not what we think. Sometimes we pray for something, we ask God for something, and then we get it. And then often what happens is God's plan was not exactly our plan. We get the thing that God that we wanted, 
but our reason for it was different than God's. That's something that happens in failure a lot, right, Grant? You get something and then it doesn't work out. But God wasn't confused by you getting that. He just had a different plan. 888-528-2557. Sheila in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Oh, my goodness, what an honor to speak to you. I just want to say thank you, first of all, for your show. Well, for, thank you. Um, just the, the the wisdom that you bring. I am so, so, so loving your show. And um, I um, also want to thank you for preaching um, at my church not too long ago. Oh, uh, what um, church is that? Uh, Shepherd. Oh, Shepherd okay. Uh, yeah, had a great yeah, time. It, had a great time at Shepherd phenomenal, Church. Phenomenal, phenomenal. It was such a blessing, Pastor Scott. And and I've told my kids about you. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Um, you know, and they're they're grown, but um, I I've, I just really really enjoyed your show. And um, honestly, you, not just wisdom you bring, but um, also like godly counsel, which I so appreciate. Well, I hope so. Thank um, you. And, so, yeah. what's God doing in so, your life? Um, so what I was sharing with the with the screener, um, it, it, my sister passed away about a year ago. I'm sorry. Um, and um, thank you. And um, right before she passed, I, I had like a heart to heart conversation with the Lord, and I was like, you know, pleading and just asking Him to heal her because I know that He could. Right. Um, he had done it with, you know, my, my mom, with, you know, just, you know, over the years, I've just seen his miracles. And I and I asked him, I said, please, you know, um, especially because she had, you know, reconciled and, and um, she was actually going to church with me and everything. And and um, and I was really asking, like, Lord, I know you can heal her. And she was at the hospital. Um, she was in the hospital, but she was in and out of the hospital for about you know, two years before that. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I had a heart to heart with him two days before she passed. And I was like, Lord, please. Um, and it's like the Lord spoke to me and said, you know, this is going to happen. And, um, and it was, it was very difficult. And I was like, Lord, no, please don't let Mm. this, you know, please heal her. And, And it was almost like, like, why would I want her to stay here and still suffer? Um, because she was, she was suffering, and um, and what better place than to be in his presence, you know? Yeah. And um, and I almost dismissed it like an a, like a a thought of the enemy, like to not be hopeful that he could heal her. Um, but you know, in the depths of my heart, I I knew that that's what was coming. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt really guilty about it because I didn't share it with my family. Um, but she did pass two days later. Yeah. You know, sometimes those know. things are just between you and the Lord also, though, you know. Right. Uh, and, right. And, and right. you know, it's something, uh, I've had that experience where, in both directions, where I have felt mm-hmm. like the Lord is letting me know the situation's going to be okay. I've had that. And I've also right. had it where, right. nope, the situation is not. And as much as I pray to change it, even while I'm praying, I know already the answer is no. Exactly. Uh, And that happens. And that's part of... Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm sorry. That's all right. It's part of trusting God. I'm going to have to go to a break here, Sheila, but uh, thank you for calling. And uh, it was a blessing to uh, speak at your church. Hope to get to do that again sometime. 
Yes, yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Have right. a, a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Th- thank you, Sheila. 888-528-2557. i got to take a break. I see your call, Anne, and uh, others. The number is 888-528-2557. A story about learning about God's will in your life. We'll be back as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about God's will for your life and how did you understand what God's will is. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And in Los Angeles, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, yes, good afternoon. Hi, Ann. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. Um, I am trying to actually, I guess, decipher whether what God's plan is. I literally about an hour ago just drove home from eviction court, and um, I feel defeated and deflated that the tenant got away with over a year's free rent, and uh, I settled to not sue for that or anything else just for her to get out. My crossroad is I'm contemplating since this was the worst tenant in my 28 years of owning the property. Mm. This was the worst tenant I ever had. And I am contemplating selling, which I never, ever thought I would. It was going to be part of my retirement. But the laws are changing every week, and they're all for the tenant. No one cares about the landlord, even during COVID. Every help was for the tenant. And I know many that lost their apartment building behind it. And um, this was my family business. My father, my son, and I, we did 90% of everything ourselves. I do everything. I'm the trash man. I'm the gardener. I'm the accountant. I'm the bookkeeper. I'm the property manager. I have a law degree. So I was a lawyer. I did everything myself. And I enjoyed it. But um, this is a major crossroads for me as a family business. Yeah. Of whether to get rid of it at this point. What did they tell you about the tenant? Well, I settled for not suing her for the past due rent. Okay. As long as we got out, which she just got out. Okay. Um, but it just seems like there's, there's, and she did everything, gave me the wrong social security number, gave me the wrong this. Yeah. And I was trying to, she was 70, so I'm trying to help Mm -hmm. a little old lady, I thought, come to find out, yeah. Several of these lived 12 places in 20 years, and this was her MO. But I didn't know that, trying right. to be nice. And right. Help her and everything. And it just seems like we have no recourse as housing providers anymore. Yeah. And I'm just at a crucial crossroads. Did I sell and get rid of this? Is that God's will? Is that why I went through this? Or is this a lesson, as you began your program, saying a lot of things are so horrible that they are a lesson for you to yeah. move forward, not to, uh, you know, yeah. give up? Well, Ann, I'm sorry that that happened to you, and I know some people who have gone through similar things, and especially through mm-hmm. the COVID. A good friend of mine, mm-hmm. he, had, he had tenants he couldn't get out for three years, and they weren't paying anything. Exactly. And in, mm-hmm. and in his exactly. case, he couldn't even sell the house. That's what he decided, and he wasn't allowed to. So I wow. I, I know there's some crazy things going on, but to to mm-hmm. and I don't want to give you any legal advice with that because I don't I don't know the right things to say. So yeah. you know, but I think you know your your 
between you and the Lord, if you were to stand before Jesus, you know, and how did you handle that? You know, I don't think Jesus expects us just to roll over and get robbed, right? I literally drove home an hour ago from the court in tears, just bawling. Yeah. You know, like, that I just give up everything and roll over. Well, my thought is, my thought is, and this is something that you got to pray about, that if it's God's will that you sell the place, then I would wait until you have a a very clear idea of what to do next. But if it's not God's will to sell mm-hmm. the place, you know, then don't and consider it a lesson learned and then try to figure out how do I prevent that kind of tenant in the future, which is hard. You know, part of owning a place, you're going to have tenants that take advantage of you. That's uh, unfortunately well, I will part of say it. That, uh, I will say I will take responsibility because there were flags with the wrong social security number. I went to processor, the mm-hmm. name and social security don't match. Yeah. And oh, I want to charge her another forty dollars, and then um, you know, processor again. Let me let that go and everything. So I take a lot of responsibility for trying to be nice, but yeah. I'm afraid I'm going to be more bitter now, and I'm not being nice to anyone <laughs> ever again. You know, and I I. <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm tracking with you because I know that feeling. I have been robbed in some things before, and you feel like I'm not going to give anything, anybody any grace ever again. Right? Exactly. I think I think what you got to do is you got to wait and just pray about it, and don't make rash economic decisions. And you know, next time you got to run the card and you got to run all the stuff, and you're going to have to say no to some people simply because there are people who are robbing you. Um, yeah, I said I don't care if they come uh, saying their mother Teresa and dress like a nun. I'm not going to let anything yeah. pass. If yeah. there's a red flag, I'm going to let them fly away. Well, I, there there might I'm be a time that. when you've got to show compassion in another way. But uh, and at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, if you get robbed again, you know, it's not it's not uh, taking away your salvation and your work with the Lord. You know, I think that that mm-hmm. Jesus is smiling on you because of your compassionate heart and because you know, sometimes we're taken advantage of because we're trying to be Christ-like. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think at the end of the day, it's not okay to be taken advantage of, but I think you're okay. So my thought is definitely hold on to it for now, unless you've got a really clear path for going forward, especially since it means so much to you, and just sort of chalk it up to, mm-hmm. you know what, bad tenant, that happens. We're going to try to get somebody better in there now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, Anne. I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you very much. All right. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show. Uh, Scott in Temecula, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Well, Scott, thank you for taking my call. Hi, Scott. Hey, um, I have a story just to tell you. It kind of coincides with what you're talking about with God's will. I spoke with your dad today. You spoke with my dad today? I spoke with your dad because, you know, today I'm celebrating my 49th wedding anniversary, and your dad married my wife and I 49 years no ago. No kidding. No little, kidding. That's amazing. Little, yeah, no no kidding. But I called your dad mainly. I, was, I thought about him yesterday, and I told my wife today as we talked about, you know, our, our, our anniversary uh, plans, blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I really want to get a hold of uh, Pastor Furrow. And I... I looked him up. I saw that where he was at there in Surprise, Arizona. I I called. The secretary answered, gave me or I gave her my number. Your dad called me, and uh, I told him, Scott, that 
I, I was not a believer when I first started attending that little church. I was raised Catholic and just started coming. It was the first time I'd actually ever heard the gospel. I'd ever heard the term being born again about confessing my sins and and um, before men. And if, if I will acknowledge Jesus before men, that he would acknowledge me. And I just realized, obviously, that I was a sinner. But I told your dad, he planted the seeds for me, Scott. Your dad was faithful by preaching the gospel, planting the seeds. When your dad, and I remember you as a little kid running around the church, so Uh just so you know. (laughs) I broke a couple of windows. Did you see that? Uh, No, no, no. But uh, I remember when your dad um, went to Palmdale, my wife and I, a few years, maybe four, three, four years after that, I uh, drove out to see him and your mom. And um, I just wanted to let you know as far as the legacy. And I see it, you know, when your dad told me what you were doing, I said, gosh, man, I really want to look look you up. And I was just getting ready to leave the office. I thought, I'm going to call and see you. And so I, I was, I'm, I'm grateful I was able to get through and just let you know how um, – and I know I know you know this already, but I I, I wanted mm-hmm. your dad, of course, to know, and he was grateful that I called. And, but I I think it's important for us, and for as far as God's mm-hmm. will, you know what I always tell people, Pastor Scott, and you can yeah, I just have just, a few seconds, say, Scott. Go ahead. Okay, what I tell him, I say, listen, if if you're abiding in Christ, in the vine, right? You're abiding mm-hmm. in Christ. You're walking with Christ. Whatever you do that day is God's will, because you're not going to do anything outside of God's will because you are abiding in Christ. So, you know, mm-hmm. job-wise, whatever it might be, I, I believe that, hey, you make that decision because you're already walking with Christ, and and I'll, I'll let it go at that. But, hey, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, thank Bless you. you, your dad, your family. Thanks for and, calling uh, my dad. Continue. He retires at the end of July. Yeah. Uh, you told me, yeah, yeah, we had a good, had a nice conversation. All right, Scott, and, uh, I'm almost out of time. Yeah, thank, thank you yep, for calling. I'll let you go. What a great story. By the way, that's the thing. I was going to say, you know, uh, and Ty, I can't get to your call, Ty. I see you're on there. You can call back on Open Line Friday if you want to. Um, you know, God's will ultimately has to do with the other people that God places in our life. And that just as Scott said, if you're abiding in Christ, then you're making an impact for eternity in the lives of the people that you interact with the people in your relational world. God's will is that you love them and you make disciples. There's a lot more to it, but it's a simple way of looking at it. All right, we're out of time for today. Thanks for listening to Pastor Scott Show. We'll see you tomorrow, open line Friday from 3 to 5. God bless. Have a good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.